Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome to On My Block, now a championship review podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Amon Green will be joining us shortly. Let's get rid of our uh, let's get rid of this read first. Let's celebrate this lead this read first, excuse me. For betonline.ag, basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at betonline.ag. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, esports, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, we're going to get into what I thought was a really kind of interesting NFC, AFC playoff weekend. Let's start with some Packer information first. So Jerry Gray, who is the, the uh, pass game coordinator and the defensive backs coach for the Green Bay Packers, is now going to Atlanta. Um, it's kind of coming out, I think, in the media that he might have taken some or had some issues with Joe Barry's scheme, particularly the lack of aggressive play at the, at the, the cornerback position. Um, I very, very specifically, I think he referenced uh, talking the media talking to Joe Barry on a Thursday after getting interviewed on a Monday, talking to Joe Barry on a Thursday about, hey, it's his scheme. He's the, he's the mastermind behind it. You should ask his questions. Usually when you see that, uh, that's, an indi- that's a very, very strong indicator that, you know, People are not seeing eye to eye with reference to um, what they're being, quote unquote, at this point, I guess, forced to run. So that is probably as you know, Jerry Gray is a guy who played nine years in the league. I think he went to a couple. I think he went to like four Pro Bowls. Really, really good player. Um, I know he's highly respected by the players in that locker room. So usually what I, I'm just going to give him my 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 two senses, my experience as a player and as a coach. When you've got a guy who's a co- position coach in particular that has had a ton of success as a player in that league. And they are actively being told to do something by a coordinator or whoever's the next highest up on the rung that they fundamentally disagree with and they know from personal experience that is not going to be in the best interest of their players. They are going to speak out. They are going to have a problem with it. There's This is where um, if you're not handling this Maturely, I think from the coordinator standpoint and from the and from the position coach's standpoint, there can be an issue. And it seems like, I mean, listen, everyone's complaining all year that we've got first round draft picks all you know all across the board. We have veteran leadership. We have what in the makings of what you would think would be a top secondary, and they're not playing to standard. They're giving up. You know, we talk about the the fourth and one, the fourth and two play in the last game of the season versus the Detroit Lions. How they're both playing off excuse me, the, the quarterbacks have played off in both situations. And you start to think to yourself, well, clearly Jerry Gray's been in the league. He was a, you know, a four-time pro bowler. I played nine, nine seasons and he knows better than to do this. So they're doing it for a reason. Jair Alexander wants to be the best cornerback in the league. They're doing it for a reason. This is something we talk about all the time. And if they're doing it for a reason, and now you see that you, you come, it comes out maybe that the, the defense or the secondary coach who is a former player, is not vibing with the idea that her guys should be playing off or playing in this structure. And it's not conducive to making his players become the best versions of themselves. Like that is a, that's a thing that really happens in the national football league because, you know, 
team supersedes supersedes offense and defense supersedes the individual player even though from a player standpoint we want to think in the in a perfect world that it's the same but the truth is it's actually player right then team or player offense and defense then team so it might be an addition by subtraction here is what is what i'm trying to say because i think that when you're when you're when you are a a coaching staff that just doesn't see eye to eye like this this might be a road if you're going to be all in on um on joe barry then you're going to also be you're going to have to remove any distraction that is uh that is not going to help you very specifically with supporting your defensive coordinator so that's my two cents on that. Other news, um, listen, some there's some people in the media, and listen, Aaron Rodgers is is going to be you know top story. Anytime you mention uh, his name on, he's like kind of like LeBron on ESPN, right? No matter if LeBron could score five points or forty five points, he's going to be the top one, two, three, four, and five leads into uh, into into ESPN into Sports Center because he's LeBron James, and I think Aaron Rodgers kind of has that certain cash, that that same cachet as well. So there's a couple of guys out there saying that. And, you know, Schefter, I think, brought us up, brought it up the first. And Schefter's the guy that kind of took over draft day, what, last year or two seasons ago with all his Aaron Rodgers information that seemingly didn't come from anywhere. But um, there's a suggestion the Packers might want to move on from from Aaron Rodgers. Um, thinking out loud, what, what would be the reasons that you would want to move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback that seems he had an off an off year by um, but why? What would possibly be the reason you want to get, you want to move on if you if you don't think that Jordan Love is is um, improved? And here we go. Amon's with us now. AJ, yeah, sorry about that. I, no problem. Just uh, I got a question for you. So you know, Schefter's out there talking about they, the Packers might be the ones that are trying to move Aaron Rodgers now. You know, this 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 actually this thing may or may not happen. My question for you is, what could be the reason that you would want to move on from a Hall of Fame player? Like what? Like get what from a performance standpoint, from a from a chemistry standpoint, culture standpoint, what could possibly be the reason you want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Um, it will probably have to be either a cultural standpoint or a, you know a scheming standpoint. It's not the talent. The talent was still there. He just had a rough. He's one of those one of one of those years. So I say from a he doesn't run of, like an old man yet, right? No, no, not at all. So. They're looking at what they have in-house, which they have Jordan Love at quarterback, and then they have all these young receivers. They got guys on defense. They have, they have a defense, a really good defense, when healthy, just like anybody else does in the NFL right now. So it's just now seeing how Aaron's, you know, I'll say it's more his attitude about being here in Green Bay than being on being, you know, somebody that's going to be just in the locker room doing his job. So it's just seeing it's his mind, body, and soul, all of it, going to be into being on that team come 2023 fall um as a as a coach as a gm as an you know, organization they gotta see where he's going because they saw the last couple of years what's been going on with the back and forth you know he speaking his mind speaking his true feelings obviously rubs them you know runs you know rubs a lot of people the wrong way mm-hmm. but that's just him being him now um he's being true to himself but from the team aspect they want to know that how does that work does it, you know, sometimes it sounds great. Sometimes it, it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't look good because of what they went through this past season. We saw a little up and down emotional roller coaster game 
game-wise and how that affected the locker room, how he was poking and prodded at players through the media to try to get something out of them. You know, he tried that way, didn't quite work. It just kind of came to his own in the last month in the season, the way the players like Christian Watson being one stepped up his gameplay, started to have that, 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 that back and forth with him and, you know, his wide receiver to then now they're on the same page, but it took them a whole season of going through that. So the question to the team is basically, you know, do we want to potentially, potentially go through that again? Um, if there is any uh, other questions that Aaron brings up you know, while the off season, when it gets, I say deep into the off season, once we're past free agency and then getting into these new rookies, that's going to be on all 32 teams and what they'll have in house at that time. Yeah. So do you, oh, well, so the, another way to, to word that is, are they are they just are they tired of his will he won't he antics? I mean, yeah, I think I think it's kind of wearing thin. I say for the organization side, it's got to be player, you, know. you know from a from a like from from the coaching staff up. Yeah, coaching staff, personnel, general manager, president, they're all tired of. It. They don't. Oh they yeah, can, they they'll are, say whatever they want, but listen, we're they'll, tired. They'll of make it, it Every, sound good. They'll yeah. make it sound like they're dealing with it, but they're like they're ready to push on. Players, players like, are, we're like whatever. We're like players don't pay attention. I mean, they, they all know what's going on, but they don't really care. They they care exactly. because it affects their it, it affects their pocketbook, right? Because especially if you're a wide receiver, whatever position you play, yeah. your number's going to be better without going to playoffs because that's more money, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, your number's going to be better because you have a better quarterback, uh, exactly. right? I mean, at the bottom line, but but I don't. Yeah, you know, we don't really pay that much attention to other people's careers unless they're directly impacting us. Like you know, is is Amon True. playing this game? True. Okay, that affects me, but it's not like is Amon going on a TV show and talking about whether he wants to play. That's something completely different. I, I, yeah. for me, I just think, I just think as long as he's healthy, you know, the the player in me says as long as he's healthy, I want him there because yeah, I know he makes my job easier. I know we're going to be a better team with him. I don't think this this is not an addition by subtraction um, deal, but you know conversely. And I just don't know how much equity that Matt LaFleur and, and, and Goody have actually, you know, Goody's been there for so long, but mm -hmm. I don't know how much equity they've actually built up. And I know, I know Matt's had, had three positive, you know, really, really good regular seasons with a lot of disappointment in the off season, but I don't know how much equity they built up to say, Hey, we're like, like they could with like Shermie and, 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 right. uh, and Ted could do with Brett is like, Hey, it's time to go. And Brett was, Brett was even a little bit more like, Here's the lie in the sand. It was, it was a little more, I think it was a little more obvious. Like he was, yeah, he, he did his more of it. He wasn't, he didn't, I mean, he came back, but once he made that decision, he, he, he moved on. And basically. there wasn't a, there wasn't like a weekly television show. No. You know, there, there wasn't no. all this, right? There wasn't no. the circus. So, no, gosh, it's, 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 uh, it's just, this is, it doesn't seem as certain with Jordan Love. Jordan Love just doesn't seem like the same player that Aaron Rodgers was given the, given the same time frame at this point in their career, just from what's coming out of practice. Like, man, you should see the way this guy, runs the offense you see the, the balls he's throwing. it's just it feels a little bit different so you know for that reason you keep like you keep wanting to hang on and figure out where your window is but i guess the other question is you saw the nfc championship game yesterday yep. and we'll talk about yes. it at length but the philadelphia eagles if they're the class of the nfc let's forget the afc if they're the class of the nfc and the san francisco 49ers as we saw them literally every other game for the last 12 games except for when they had their four string quarterback in are we do you, do we really think that the Green Bay Packers are at a level right now? Or are they one player away, two players away, where they can contend with that team? Because if the answer is no, if the answer is like, listen, we have to be honest. Goody just comes in and goes to Matt, like, hey, we got to be honest. We're not beating the Eagles anytime soon. No, no, right. That's that's and the that's answer. what I think. I, like I like <laughs> I watched too. that game yesterday. I'm like, oh shoot, man, we're not beating no, the Eagles. It's a anytime problem. Soon. Yeah, 
No, that 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 is four or five players away from being on that level um, of, of having, you know, defense alignment, linebackers, offensive players, wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, and O line that get down like they play. They play physical. They play just as physical than the 49ers did mm-hmm. and have all this season. And we saw the game. And because I say the physicality came with Riddick getting to Purdy. He beaten the tackle, getting around there. And every time he got to the quarterback, he inflicted pain. He, he got the Pur- Purdy. He got the Josh. Put them both out the game. <laughs> he what, he what, dictated what, the game for, was, for the 49ers. Can you, okay, so Kyle Shanahan's a genius. And we'll watch yes, the plays. But you guy, just go, you go, you go, uh, why are you blocking? Hassan, first of all, from the jump, Josh uh, Sweat and, and Hassan Reddick, they were like, yes. listen, you're not going to crack us. And you're not, and you're not gonna. You could try to trap us, Correct. but we're coming off the edge hard. So or you could all that fast. stuff. You could try to toss outside us. That might work, but doing anything else is not working. You are not and doing anything because we're because they were jumping a yard in deep into the line of scrimmage from the jump. Yeah, and they almost got into the backfield multiple times, even before. And then you had the sack, and then you had the sack, which could have been a sack fumble, you know, touchdown recovery Josh, on Josh. Right? Yes, on Josh. Yes. Yep. But saw yeah, saw it was complete game wrecker early on but it goes back to like i don't i think mcglinchke was going to have a tough day against him but i still would have been like you know what i think i'll take my chances with my first round right tackle then my yeah. my third string tight end on a deep on an under center play action deep pat you're like dude what do yeah. you what, what did you just do you know he yeah. has 16 sacks yeah like i couldn't believe that play got called early that early in the game and then it it happened it Two more times where they have guys running at him, and then they yep. take the crack and Kittle. You're just going like, "Oh my god!" Man. After the first one, like call it a day, man. You don't make that call first, like the first series when everything's scripted, bro. That can't be a call. That cannot be a call. <laughs> Not with that defense. I mean, no, you got to give them some looks first. Yeah, yeah. Not with that defense. Not with that defense. What they've been doing all year, the teams uh, defensively, the speed, the the resetting the line of scrimmage. What they do, uh, the physicality they do it at too. Um, they thought they could just you know, script it without adjusting until the next series, but there was this is it. This is the AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game. It's like this is you don't you make your adjust, even though you got a first fifteen, that first fifteen can't change and will change if you. Well, see it did it. change, but for the wrong reasons. For the wrong I mean, yeah, for other reasons. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I say before that, before you get to an injury, you know, I'm I'm standing myself. I'm telling my running backs, hey, when we, if we're in gun and if we or it's a passing play out of form, out of I formation, whatever, red dot, I don't care where we're at, we're chipping. We're going to give the lineman an extra little help when we leave the backfield. Every play, every play, we don't have the ball. We're we're helping the guys out before we go. Unless our blitzer comes, then we go commit to our blitzer. But outside of that, we're giving help to anybody we can without throwing them off their block. I just can't. I just can't imagine. And, and like Kyle Shanahan to me is the offensive master. Like if, I think he's the best offensive coach in yeah, the league. So no, I'm, like I'm, I'm just saying this. Like mm-hmm. I'm just saying this. Like it was kind of it was just nuts to me. It didn't make sense because Hassan Reddick is bar none the best pass rusher left in the playoffs. Like there's nobody better than mm-hmm. I mean Bosa's. That's not fair. Bosa's, but Bosa's on Bosa, the other side. Yeah, okay, so fair enough. So bit. those those two are the, one and one a best pass rushers left. Just pure pass rushers left in the playoffs, and. They block him with a third string tight end or a backup tight end. You're like, oh my god! In like one yeah. of the first five plays of the game, I just could. It was it was. Nuts, yeah, it but. probably was just a, just something they didn't ex- 
just missed. And unfortunately, that miss came into Purdy injuring his wrist or finger or thumb or what have you with on the ball. Because once I saw the contact, I'm like, that's not a good contact um, part right there. And then, of course, so as soon as I said that, they showed him pitcher walking to, walking him to the to, to locker room for x-ray. So I was like, darn it, this is downhill from here. Have you ever seen um, – so that the game is just kind of a throwaway game, honestly. And you don't, you, like, yeah. you don't really get a true look – of of what the like the Eagles so we'll show some clips like Eagles offensive line was completely dominant they could dominate the trenches this game yeah. was all right. about how Great good lead. they are yeah. Jalen Hurts had you know 15 to 25 121 yards he had uh, 39 yards rushing they had 150 yards rushing though you know they're at, you know it's it's not like it wasn't a great average but the, right. you've got to remember all the turnovers that big turnover by Johnson second quarter and they get they flip it and they get to they get another touchdown they go up by two touchdowns but they still had to score 31 points against the number one defense in the league, right? Exactly. And that, that is worth something when you now you're going to get to play the Chiefs, who Chris Jones was amazing. We'll talk about it, but they they're not the San Francisco 49ers. Fred Warner, all like they made Greenlaw and Fred Warner, they made them play like average linebackers, and not because they're average, but because the way that they use the offensive line and the way that Jalen Hurts has the ability to run and throw off that off the run on those RPO looks like they showed you over and over. Fred Warner's just standing there and waiting and waiting all of a sudden. Well, I think they said you turn a four five guy into a four, seven guy, a four, eight guy, and he just could not keep up. It's that part of it is not going away. That travels anywhere they want to play, but the rest of this game, it was like, it was just painful to watch, man, because I've been a big Niners fan, like all, all playoffs. And you just go, I mean, the second half, they can't throw – they can't literally can't throw the ball. I mean, literally, I've never seen a game that looked like – I thought I was watching Navy again. Yeah, it was – you know, it's all mental. You know, they see the, the effects to the offense. You know, you see Purdy go down, you know, and I see Warner. You know, he got banged up early, but he came right back in, was playing fine. But then once Purdy went down, that sends a – that's like – I mean, they're using their eyes and ears of what they're seeing as, as human beings on the field. They're like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> we got – Josh coming in off the bench and Josh hasn't played all year preseason, maybe. And he probably was even on the team at the start of the season. Nah, you know, nice. you have those, you have that in front of you. And a lot of, even the good players, they'll go into all oh, crap. Oh, Kittle like, said it at the end of the game, right? He's like, it's <laughs> shitty. You know, it's, like, yeah. it's, oh, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty actually having to, you don't have a quarterback. I mean, you get to all this way, right. all that work, all the, so you, everything. And you, and you just, like, I can't even – you try to put yourself in that position as a player, and you okay, so you lost your first guy, you lost your second guy, your third guy turns out to actually be your first guy. He's actually the best guy you have. And he'll probably be the guy going forward, which is another You're conversation. Right. But, then, but, you know, then you're like, Josh Josh Johnson's in the game? Like, I, yeah. have you ever heard of him? I know him. I'm, oh, <laughs> I've yeah. heard of him. Okay. I know him personally. Oh, dear. So, I'm, I'm looking at like, I've never even heard of the guy, and that's not a put-down on him. Like, I don't know a lot of no, first not quarterbacks. No, it's not a put-down. He's, he's been a – he's a journeyman. Yeah. And he's been with 15 teams, 20 teams in the last seven what? years, I think, as a backup. So – Where do you, where do you go been, to school? Is he a Nebraska guy? No, he's not a Nebraska guy. He is a – I think he's a Fresno State. He's a West Coast guy because he's oh, okay. Marshawn Lynch's cousin. Oh, really? Yes. Did you see what Marshawn – here's a side note. I, we're going to get off topic here. But Marshawn Lynch had this uh, had this deal where he, he had his camera crew. He's He's got a camera crew following him around for something. But he has oh, his camera Lord. crew, and he, and he stops. He, he's on the beach. He's like, all right, we're doing a beach workout. And he, like, sets up ladders, and, like, he's – but he's, like, dog cussing him. It was – if you haven't seen it yet, I go, need to go, find, Marshawn, I'll, I'll, Marshawn I'll find Lynch it. beat workout, beach, beach workout. Yeah. That's what he trained. Now he trained on the beach when he was this in the dude, league. This dude, he's, he's a Cali kid. So he's next. He's next level. He is. He's he's, he's, he's hilarious. He's pure 
hilarity, and then he's a great, great. He was a great athlete in, in the NFL. <laughs> let's look at let's look at some of these Eagles Eagles clips, and I, there's not too much here. I mean, the, the stuff that happened at the end of the game was more exciting than the game itself. But you look at this is early on in the game, first uh, second play of the game, and look at you know you got left guard center, and this is Javon Kinlaw, their their first round draft pick from last year, and I mean. Excuse me, yeah. left guard, left tackle. I mean, he's just that's just getting absolutely blown off the ball. I mean, that's next level. Now, a lot of a lot of people are talking about Lane Johnson's get off and, and is he offsides and and this and that. Lane Johnson, the, like getting off the football is all about understanding the timing of the snap count, mm-hmm. so you can anticipate. It's about anticipation and it's understanding that you can move your back foot because the the the, the referee is looking down the line of scrimmage, looking at your shoulders. So as long right. as you don't pull back or up on your shoulders and you move back, you can get that. And in rhythm, it's like we used to go, you know, Blue 80, Blue 80 said hut. And Brett was literally handing the ball off at hut, right? It was Blue 80. Yes. As soon as you heard yeah, that I second blue, that. that blue or that white mm-hmm. or that green, Glanny mm-hmm. was snapping the ball. And so we all have a rhythm and and we there's a little bit of cadence that goes with it. And once you kind of get used to that, you can snap, you can time the stuff. It's a lot easier to do at home, obviously. That's why... When you see a lot of these guys that are doing like, uh, you know, just random goes or like Omaha mm-hmm. go or turbo go, or uh, that's actually a lot harder for the offensive line because there's no rhythm that it can build in. The, these guys are doing a great job. And there's some guys across the league that do this, that utilize that back foot and just know that you can kind of adjusting it can also mean getting a better kick, but also mm-hmm. just anticipating the snap count. And But this is, I wanted to show this, bro, because there's two things that happen in this game that show you the power of Jalen Hurts, like the influence he has. One is that when they got to his late level, they're they're now um, they're now either stopping their rush or they're or they're bullying right into his spot, and he was still able to get outside at times. Mm-hmm. But they had to they had to stop what they were doing. But you see, like Lane Johnson shows you why he's an All Pro because he holds, he's holding here, right? Yeah. But he doesn't. He just right here. He just like bear hugs the guy, but his hands are free, so he just arm holds. Yeah, right? and this is like this is again. He's beat right here. This should be a sack. They don't call it, and yeah, they could call this. But you're just you're just being smart, right? You're just doing yep. a good job of like, okay, I'm gonna get my hand. I'm literally gonna take my hands off him, and I'm just gonna bear hug him. Smart. Do what you can with the tools yeah, you got. Whatever's available. Whatever's available. Smart play. Still uh, picked up an inch <laughs> without losing a yardage. So this is that. This is that first fourth down that. Uh, Devontae Smith made a oh uh, my god a catch uh, well, yeah but, but, turned out not to be a catch but they should true be. right this a great thing. catch would not be yeah. but they he did smart by getting up calling you know huddle up let's go let's go he knew it wasn't a catch so smart so, by him smart first by thing him. here we talk about they bull rush they start so so the defense starts bull rushing Milada and Jalen Hurts can still get outside so you teach the really good defensive lines don't try to rush past the quarterback. They run to the quarterback, and then they make a hard right or a hard left. I'm talking about the defensive ends and try to collapse that pocket here. Hurts is such a great athlete. He still gets outside of this, makes the makes the catch here. I mean, just unbelievable effort, but then immediately knows. Right. Like, when he starts doing this, you're like, okay, I'm watching the game. Like, oh, it's not a catch. And you yeah, just assume that too. the Niners are going to, like, call an immediate timeout, and they don't call it. You're like, man, that was yeah. – let it go. I mean, Nuts good play up. by Devontae. Smart play. So, again, we go back to the offensive line, though. And, I mean, just talk about complete domination, man. Look at it. I think this is center, center left guard. Yeah. I mean, look where they are, dude. And Nobody five, touched them. A, that is a five-yard double team. And this is the NFC championship. Right. And this is the this is the number one defense in the league. 
And when people talk about Landon Dickerson and Jason Kelsey, when when people talk about how good this offensive line is, like nobody else in the league is doing that. And they did it. I mean, how many clips you want to watch? You know, they they did it all day against these guys now. Right. We talked about this, AG. From the first snap, Hassan Reddick, Sweat were coming off the edges and they were gaining ground. And so it was just letting you know, like, we're attacking – we're getting to that quarterback. We're going to tackle on the way to the quarterback, and we're just going to make your life a living hell because trying to – this is the play. Like, I don't know. Bro, why do you – even if you're going to block this guy with a tight end, right. you have him in a three-point stance. You want to talk about mismatch? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, see, if you – imagine – let's do it this way. Imagine you're the tight end coach, and they're right. like, and they're like, okay, uh, Amon, we're going to have your uh, – Who's your backup? Oh, okay, we're gonna have him in a three-point stance. We're gonna hip him off the the you know off a of Kittle, but he's got to block Hassan Reddick in a two-point off a deep play-action pass. He's all by himself. You'd be like, "Yeah, coach, I think we can do that." And then you get you like you leave the room. You're like, "Because uh, you know what's gonna happen." You know what yeah. I mean? Like you know he's gonna get. There's no way he's. This is the NFC was, Championship, bro. Yeah, that was my nightmare with Javon Curse having to block him one on one. Yeah. On H6, H6 protection. Like, really? You want me to cut block who? Javon Curse? Dude. I was like, this is going to be a problem. Okay, so we, so now you brought up Javon Curse. We got to talk about Bubba. And oh. remember, remember, <laughs> yes. So when we played, we went and played t- Tennessee Titans down in Tennessee. Oh. We're playing Javon Curse, the freak. Oh, my goodness. And I remember he got beat off. Bubba got beat off the line on a 74 protection, which is tight ends in. So he got beat off the line so bad. And Javon Curse was faster than anybody in the league at the time, right? Yeah. But they got he got beat so bad that they put they took him green test. They put him near the snap count. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, uh, it, was, it was rough. It was a rough day because they had me then trying to chip and cut them, and that, that chip, wasn't working. Chip either. what, man? There's nobody there. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I can't get to him fast. I can't get off the my my two feet, my two point stance fast enough, coach. Yeah, like we gotta do something else. We gotta just scat protection all day. <laughs> so Lane Johnson here gets a good extension, but you just see like Bosa's gotta slow down. Bosa has to stop doing what he wants to do in large part because Jalen Hurts is just gonna back up. He gets more depth. Look how far back he is off the line of scrimmage. I mean, he's yeah. 10 yards. Nobody quarterbacks usually their back foot hits 10 and they step up. Yeah. His back foot hits seven and he backed up to 10. Yeah, and so and Lane sets for it, and this is part of their. I mean, this is kind of like a built-in idea for them, but you see, like Bosa doesn't really know where to go now, right? And he just kind of gets caught. This happened a handful of times in the game where they're just not able to get that rush. Yeah, and because yeah, resetting it like Jalen is doing, that's something that they don't coach, they don't teach it because they don't expect most quarterbacks to go like you said that deep. So you basically the, the the answers in your in your questioning there basically having that where Bosa knows that most quarterback dropbacks going to be seven seven and a half maybe eight but not ten so then he's like crap <laughs> I'm in no man's land and then now the best lineman that's in the league for them and in the league is blocking them so he's like ah oh, my job is is right now I just hold you right in the, in the chest plate and just see what you're going to do and I could just drive you where you want to go from there. They're bringing a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen this play, yeah. and it's like. It's like okay, so they got they got they got fifteen acting like he's gonna crack him maybe, but it doesn't look yeah, like Sun Reddit cares. Yeah. And then they got Kittle coming across, and you, like you're just watching this, and like 
none of this makes sense. No, that, the timing was off with something because like right. Kettle's not even in the right position. And they must have, they must have wanted to motion him, right? They must have, and he didn't finish it. So that means Josh st uh, snapped the ball too early, mm -hmm. um, and then that puts all hell. That makes the whole play go to crap, basically, from that point I mean, on. Look, I th I've, I literally thought it was a fumble. Yeah, I thought it was a fumble too. Yeah, I'm surprised they got it back. Javon Hargraves. Uh, he had himself a nice day against the left guard of the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know if you saw uh, the picture of Javon Hargraves like on the field, but I don't know how to explain except for that his lower half is at least a 50% increase in what you think it could possibly be like from a, like from a physics standpoint. Right. Like he's big, his he's body, big he's big, but then his lower body, you're like, what, dude? That is, I mean, he's a double wide you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what like, you mean. That is a big. That's a. He's got a trunk on him now. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, and that's he a goes, problem. That's he muscle. Goes, that's power. He goes well. He goes right through this guard right here. I mean, this this defense, offensive defensive line domination was nuts, man. Because you just think about how good, really, the Niners have been all season, and mm -hmm. they just they got Brandon Graham and Sweat on the same side here, getting pressure. And that's Trent getting uh, roller skated back into Josh's Trent, lap. Trent got Trent's got such great feet, but when you've got big guys inside, because he's moving around so fast, sometimes it's not that yeah. he's high necessarily, but it's like you know, it's like it's easy to, it's not easy to, but he can get pushed around a little bit more than you would think because he doesn't mm -hmm. play heavy; he plays like a real athlete. Right. This I want is you it? to just comment on this run, man. Oh, a beautiful run. Yeah, that's let that play out and bring it back. You know, it starts off where it doesn't look pretty. It's muddled up. Philly's defense did a good job of muddling up. When I say muddle it up, they got everybody in the the area of the running back right there. He got eight. I mean, he got a miss block by number 15, the receiver for 49ers. But what mm -hmm. you see, Christian, uh he he drops his shoulder. One, same foot, same shoulder right there, and he resets. Bro, he, he jumped. He jumped over that block. Was it? Oh, that was a jump. Time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, he it jumped. I don't know how he did it, but he he literally just he picked up it. his leg and jumped over it. Yeah, and then this one is same foot, same shoulder coming right there. His head is down. He knew physical physical was coming. He knew contact was coming. So he basically covered his hands up with two hands, covered the ball up with two hands, and then basically brought his uh, his flipper with him. He's like, hey, take that with you but was prepared for all the contact. And so he went into contact, saw the guy went low, picked the leg up. And I've done that a few times myself where guys like, oh, he's going low. I'm just going to walk over him. And that's the flexibility, the athleticism that he has in him. That's why he's one of the best running backs in leave. And then another guy here, like he squares him Look up. That, nice dude. little, oh. this got skinny. This is him just getting skinny. It's not much, a, a average running back does that, but a great running back could just do it without thinking about it. He's just reacting because he sees where, that defender position, it's just enough to squeak by. And that's sometimes you do that because they're over, they over pursued his, uh, his, he over pursued his ankle. And then he got skinny, got up, was able to drop the shoulder and get the ball in his own. You, you ever so, seen uh, Grown Ups too? Yes. Okay. You know, when Kevin, you know, when Kevin James, he does like a sneeze, burp, fart. I forgot what he called it. Yeah. That's what, dude, Christian McCaffrey just did whatever that's called, where he had, he jumped over a guy. Yep. He literally made a guy miss, and then he ran through a tackle. Like that's got to be that's got to be a 
like a, a turducken, you know, version of yeah, a, it's a running back thing, man. That, that, yeah, you don't get that many of those in a, in your in your you career. Know, I think I, I think I got my rookie year in training camp in Seattle. I did that where a mm-hmm. guy went for my leg. I stepped over him. It happened so fast on film that my coach rewinded like five six times back. He said, "Do you you realize what you just did?" I'm like, "I didn't even know I did that. I just saw the guy. I reacted, and I was getting the ball upfield." He said, "Cause you jumped, but you." You jump so fast that where it did, it looked like you just ran over him, you know, like you were running over a hurdle. And then you got down the field and you dropped your shoulder on another guy. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, look, I was just trying to get, make something happen. <laughs> That's how you answer that question, basically. It was, yeah, it was, it, it's, that, that was an amazing play. So Jordan Melodic, they move him over and they go heavy on the right side. So they bring him over next to Lane Johnson. He gets his shot at, at, uh, at Bosa. And this mm-hmm. is this is why Bosa didn't spend any time over on the left side, man, because Malata's that six foot eight, three hundred and fifty pound dude, and he just absolutely Maybe. dumped tra- that. I can't believe like six foot eight, three hundred and fifty. That dude was playing rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a Hawaiian, oh yeah, he's a he's a problem. And he Kelsey and Dickerson physical. again against Kinlaw. I mean, like at this point, he's going to be facing the wrong direction. Now he's going, like, he's going, he's running back to the sideline. I mean. This and the guy's a good player, right? It's just yeah. those two are Pro Bowl players. Kelsey's gonna be a Hall of Famer, and they're. It's just a different like. It's it's hard to explain. It's hard to put into words because they're always. It's it it feels like they're always running against a six man box. It always feels mm-hmm. like they're running against a light box because they because they have Jalen Hurts there. So there's always a guy like you see Fred Warner still mirroring Jalen Hurts Jaylen. on the screen here, even though the ball is way over there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just it feels like it's unfair. They can hold their blocks for a step longer. They can, especially on the backside, because they got to hold it. And they were talking about they always run. They you run it. You know, you set the strength to one side. They always run away from the strength for this reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like from an offensive line standpoint, it's just it's just perplexing, man. It's just it's fun to watch, but it's also like how do you guys get this much time on your doubles and this much, you know, this much space and the linebackers don't, aren't never hitting the hole. Like it's just, I don't know how you get, and it's like running the, you and I ran the offense or the option yeah. offense in college. And yep. one of the things they always say is like, you can't prep for the option offense in a week or two. Like it takes weeks and no. weeks of actually like repping, understanding your assignments, knowing exactly what your keys are. Cause your keys are changing because the quarterback's now a runner. Exactly. And that's the problem. That's the that's the answer to your question on how why pro bowl bowler is Greenlaw a pro bowler as well. No, but he might as well be. Yeah. But why Fred Warner is sitting at almost 10 yards mirroring spying Jalen Hurts because of that problem, because that's what the option does. RPO options create that issue because then makes the if defenders are not trained in it, they don't know who to keep, regardless of the formation. Like you said, with a running quarterback that is very good, like Jalen Hurts. That's where the the doubt comes in because they see the ball movement. They see all this back and forth, meshing and all that. And they're like, um, where I'm supposed to go? When training was be just if you're assigned to the quarterback, you take the quarterback, but you meet the quarterback past the line of scrimmage or on the line of scrimmage. You don't meet, you don't sit five yards back off the line of scrimmage because that is distance that he could close on you and he's gonna have those yards picked up in the end. Yeah, it's like you to your point, Greenlaw's moving over. But he, Kelsey has leverage on him yep. from a side, and also he's still like you know he's five yards back. Like you, you would never watch the San Francisco 49ers and the way they hit holes and the way they key key the run game. You would never see those two just standing there, and they don't have a choice. And so it's no. just like it's it's literally all you can eat. You look down at the bottom of the screen, 
who's a tight end and two receivers stand out there like they're going to run some bubble screen with three dudes and they run it all the time. Yeah, or they can the quarterback keep. I mean, it's just it's this is where we we have time now. We'll talk about the the Chiefs Eagles matchup, but you just I just don't understand how you stop the, the Eagles. And I know they're not perfect, and they get you know there's 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 plays or there's series where they don't score, but it's hard to understand if if it came down to it, it just mm-hmm. feels like they could do they could run this literally this play, and maybe four options off of it with quarterback keep with different routes. And I don't know if there's anything you can do to stop it. Yeah, it's hard. And that's what you see at the high school level that runs these same formations, these same plays, they'll run the same formation for a whole drive because they got five or six variations from that one formation. That's going to be four different runs and probably another four different class play action plays off of that. And then, you got high school players that are trying to deal with this. So, yeah, at the pro level, you think it would be a lot easier, but he also creates the same um, issues for a defense. So, you see, this is where things start. Greenlaw's getting a little angry here. <laughs> Dude, yep. this, is, this is fantastic. He gets, a flag. he gets a flag for this. Yeah, ah, I love ah, it. Ah. Like, that it's seemed just, like such a non – like, that was such a – Kyle such said a, it. If you read yeah. Kyle's lips, he's, he's punching the ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I watched that. I go, oh, he's punched the ball. Like, who cares? But, right. you know, it's, a, it's a new and improved National Football League, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, but, exactly. But this is where, so at this point, it's 31 to 7. The game's not interesting. This game was not really that interesting at all after the first series because Purdy got hurt. But here, Ayuk is, this is, I didn't know why that, they don't show the Trent Williams judo throw, which was great technique, by the way. The <laughs> I thought like you were going to show it. I thought you were going to show it. No, I, I didn't. Well, it's, it was all over social media and everyone's seen it. But it. this is what led up to it. Because there's actually a pretty good form tackle here as well. So you see Ayuk's down here, throws him down, and now look at that. Boom. Not a bad that is not a bad form tackle. That's a that's a good form tackle. You're that's right. not a bad form tackle. And and that was the extent, I think, of the game as far you know, it just it turned in I think in the second half. I can't imagine playing, you know, the Niners after the game. They were they weren't like sorrowful or they weren't de- they were just angry they were just they weren't yes. dejected they were just angry yes. that they didn't get a good shot they truly believe that they're a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles I don't know if that's true or not but they truly believe they were better and they just were cheated out of this opportunity and that's yeah. like that's just tough man yeah it is yeah once you see Purdy go down then Josh it's like then Purdy gets put back in because Josh is out with the concussion it's mm-hmm. like oh man and that so that feeling. I, I, I totally agree with that 100%. It's that feeling of, man, if we're beyond health reasons, we're in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're either going score for score, and then we got to, then defense or offense got to step up and make a big play and make a difference in the game. But to have it like this, this is like, no, nah, this is not even, you know, y'all could talk, like, you know, we're, they're chirping, you know, amongst each other. And so San Francisco probably hurt, like, Trent probably hurt enough, like, you know what, bro? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's so because you get to that point, it's like, man, if this was an even game, you wouldn't be talking that trash right now. So that's where you see the reaction for both sides of the players. Obviously, more San Francisco being frustrated than anything. I finally got that late hit. There's a couple. I mean, and the other thing is too. Not only are they, uh, what do they have? Nine penalties. I think their defense had nine penalties. Yeah. So you you just go, and, and some of them, and you know, I know that. Listen. For fans out there, I know the NFL guys get like the NFL, you know, uh, officiating analyst on and say, oh, that was good. That was good. There are so many things that go unnoticed during an NFL game. And that is the number one defense in the league. 
And if if you're the you at some point you got to go. It's like you know LeBron's bitching right now because he didn't get one call, and you're like, dude, you know how many calls you've gotten? Yes. Like that wasn't even a foul in the '90s, and like how many calls? And so you think that you have like sometimes you have to earn, you have to have the cachet to get respect by these officials. And when you are the number one defense in the league, and you're the one that's getting all these calls and penalties, that some of them, like I know that whoever said they were all right but at some point from a defensive stand you know just like a mindset you're going like dude does everybody just want to see the eagles in the playoffs like what the hell's going on because right nobody nobody in the national football league thinks that they're being bet against but but also nobody in the national football league is naive enough to think that nobody's betting you know what i mean you know what i'm saying there like i'm not saying that anybody's cheating but like if you told me somebody was cheating i wouldn't be like oh i'm surprised yeah no yeah exactly you could say that. So when we, I know when we talk about the Chiefs and Bengals game, there's a couple. It was oh. a sequence there at the end of that game oh, where you could goodness. state just that. The you third down thing. That. I didn't put yes. it in. Let's just talk yes. about it right now. But real I, quick, it was 11 penalties for the 49ers. 11 penalties, okay. 81 yards, and that was penalized. That's. I mean, which is I think they averaged like four or six or something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But let's talk. So let's let's talk about the Chiefs and the. the this was actually a really good game. 23-20. A lot better game than what we watched before, right? Joe Joe Burrow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was first of all Patrick Mahomes coming out and all of a sudden like how the, we all should have seen this because he finished the game and yes. if you had a really had a high ankle sprain you were not finishing the last game right yeah. adrenaline's not getting you through it it's tough I've done right? it once it's, yeah I did it in college one time but I'm, okay well, I guess what I'm saying is like the severity of that high I, we I think we've all sprained our ankle but no, the severity yeah, of no, it had, still had, no had to be, it sucks yeah it sucks. but like if you're going to be out for six, let's put it this way. I, I, I'm no doctor, but if you were to tell me like, hey, you have something that's going to be, you're going to be out for six weeks, but you can go ahead and finish this game and play at a, an NFL elite level, I'd be like, ah, eh, that's hard. I'm just, I'm just saying we probably mm-hmm. should have looked at this, the fact that he finished the game and going, well, he's probably going to be better off than we're all assuming, right? And because they have all this technology and all the protocols yeah. that are going to help out, Auto but he comes stuff, into the game yeah. and he can run, and all of a sudden, like everything that we talked about last week about Joe Burrow, like Joe Burrow's the best pocket guy. And all of a sudden, but like Mahomes doesn't have, he might not have that elusiveness. And all of a sudden he does. <laughs> so whole game, it's like, well, right. well, that was, that changed everything. And I but, think he did, he did a really good job early in the game to hold his, those extra lives, basically, as you would say it, to run that, that to make that play at the end of the game. Cause at the start of the game, he was a pocket passer and he, and he was doing, and actually that's part of a game that a lot of people forget about with Pat Mahomes because he does all the scrambling and doesn't realize and people forget defenses forget and defensive coordinators forget if you just let him say hey I'm pretty sure everybody in me Andy Reid they all and Pat all had the conversation you know what I'll just sit in the pocket you know I don't want to he's number one passer rating in the pocket exactly and he was picking them apart and then at the end of the game had a couple extra lives you know what I could I could scramble this is for the game I could go for that. That's easy. That's a no-brainer. Now you have that reserved up because you've been kind of safeguarding, running, scrambling in the pocket to usually find that time. It's like, no, this is the time you got to take advantage of it. Go get that first down or go get the yardage he needs. And then, boom, uh, personal foul, another 15 on top of that. Let's talk. I didn't put that in the in – the, uh, I didn't put the series where he they got a free play. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it in there just because. Yeah, like, that was. Oh, but, that, that, that sequence is what you were referring to yeah. in terms of what the in, betting or who's betting, right? You know, so it's interesting. So, so you saw that, you saw that uh, they had, 
you saw the official run out and they actually like it was a legitimate thing. Yeah. But God, I mean, can you so like Zach, I know Zach Taylor. Me too. Yeah. And, and Zach oh yeah, of course you do. Yeah. yeah. Course, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but and you just but you just go you go, Oh, poor Zach. Like that's yeah, like, that's like, that's, oh. that just feels wrong, doesn't I it? I felt I felt bad yeah. for when I saw what was going on, yeah. I'm sitting there like my whole just I'm like, I, I get you, Zach. I say I know Zach because you just for him, man. you just got something taken away from you that moment that had nothing to do with what you did, what your team, what your players did. Your players did everything they were supposed to, and the people managing the game messed up. And now that's going to affect you, even if you complain about it, even if you say something and you're right, but they're going to take it as it as what they take as it what as it had the way they took it basically. It's like ah. Oh. This is this is a this was to me this was the Chris Jones show. Like, oh yeah, he had a, he had a day. Chris Chris Jones is. I mean, look at this. It reminded thing. me of Aaron Donald Super Bowl yeah. last year, where he said, you know, when he made the few plays and he started doing this, he started pointing to his fingers like I want to ring or whatever that meant. So that's yeah. what Chris Jones. He took that. That's how he played. He said, "I'm taking over." If it was a one on one. Game over. Uh, don't do that to me. Don't disrespect my game by putting a one guy on me with the momentum and the drive that I want from last year's games and the games that I felt I missed out on one or two plays where I shouldn't have made and I didn't make them. He was making up for those plays, and he, that was his drive in those instances, in those plays that he made this uh, last night. Two sacks, three tackles for loss, five quarterback hits. You know, the the – this is one of those games where I'm not, you know, I I, I thought that the Bengals were going to win. I think Joe Burrow. I still think Joe Burrow. You know, you, you see the you see the two interceptions. Everything. One of the interceptions we'll look at. It doesn't make it doesn't even make any sense of what, where the where the receiver ended up. But right. You look you look at the game and it's like, well, I kind of feel better because offensive line play actually matters in this league because the, right. the Cincinnati Bengals have an awful offensive line that are and, and they've got three guys that are out. And, you know, but just generally, they're, yeah. they're not very good. And if and when you look at everybody else in the playoffs, you look at the Eagles, uh, you look at the San Francisco 49ers, and you look at the Chiefs, they all have good offensive lines. And they've mm-hmm. got, you know, defensive lines. I think every team had a good defensive line, but the, yeah. it matters. Like, it matters that you have somebody to block your franchise quarterback. And when they give up three sacks and three plays, you're just going – I know you just in your mind you're going. I know that the Bengals always are losing in the second half or the fourth quarter of this game. They always come back and win, mm-hmm. but this does feel a little bit different now, doesn't it? Because yes. they, they, I think it was the first time in his in his in his career they had gotten three sacks in a row. But this this game, the way that it ended, everything that it, it was just it, just the highs and lows. Man, it was just it was so much fun to watch. There's so much talent and Joe Burrow. I'll say this, and, and Zach is Zach's a, a smart guy, and I think he's done a great job there. Mm-hmm. They have to give Joe Burrow some more help at the, and I yeah. think it's I think it's two things. One, offensive line they they're not teaching whatever they're teaching there is not very good. I don't know who the coach is. I don't know anything right. about him. I'm just technically their footwork and everything is not. It's just not very good. Like and they brought and they brought in like they brought in Lyle Collins, and I know he's hurt. Lyle Collins was getting his break speed off this this uh, earlier in the season before he mm-hmm. got injured. He came in there was like, no one's going to touch you. He was like, bro, Dallas was okay getting rid of you because you were a liability in the pass game, right? And like, and then you bring, yeah. and then Cincinnati brings him in, and you're just kind of like, well, do they have somebody? 
this is what's crazy about the National Football League. Bob. This is like a bigger thing. This isn't a thing on Collins, but right. they go for a season, and they're the worst offensive line you've ever seen. And yep. Joe Burrow is still winning games. So yep. they're like, you know what? We're going to go invest in offensive line. Then they bring in a guy. So they've kind of proven that, like, we can't draft and develop that position with the people we have in the building. That's what that says to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, in other words, there's a lot of guys that are getting drafted in the third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round that are going to teams that are being developed by coaches that can play at a level that are higher, that's being played higher than the Cincinnati Bengals. Is that, is right. that fair? Yes. So, fair. so they go, okay, we're going to bring in some guys. So like Tampa Bay brought in some guys too. That's, it's fair. That's a, that's a way to win. But then they bring in a guy or multiple guys that aren't necessarily like really good at what really they, good suck. at what they, did, right, at what they should what I mean? be like, doing. It, right. it was just a complete like mind screw that they did that. But I think Zach has to like, so there's the personnel issue. And then from a scheme standpoint, you look at the San Francisco, I think the Eagles are off the table because Jalen Hurts is a different kind of quarterback, but Correct. you look at Pat Mahomes and you look at, uh, and you look at what they do for the San Francisco 49ers and you look at the creativity and the eye discipline and everything and the pre-snap motion, everything that they do to make mm-hmm. life more difficult for the defenses you see just the smallest amount if you really break down the table with the Bengals, but not enough, man. It's more like, Joe, here's a look, make a read, make a call. You make it happen. We're going to go five-step drop, bang, 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 get rid of the ball fast mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Like, where's the – there should be plays that are easy where you go, oh, this is almost like a playoff for, like, half the team. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's something Yeah, something where you, you set it up for player – for the player to be successful. And that's what – that's basically – a coach's job boils down to when you have good players. But if you don't have good players, you're really doing your job where you got to develop them during the practice time, during the week, during training camp, during offseason to make sure they they come to a point where they're at the pro level. They could stick to doing basic fundamental blocking or tackling or whatever it is that you're supposed to be coaching them on. And they're doing it right. And it's just it's the whole coaching carousel. You know what that is. Accountability and consistency. You yeah. keep doing it and you keep riding their butt until they do it right consistently all the time right. i i don't know i really don't know what the answer is there because you don't know what the limitations that joe has from like how does can he throw on the move like you know there's there's a couple because yeah. you just really don't see like well let me rephrase that you know he can you know he can yeah, scramble, yeah, you know he can do all yeah. this stuff but they but they they just really haven't shown it um but it is it's one of those deals where everybody thinks like and he makes these statements like the window's open as long as i'm here and he's right like he's that kind of talent i still think i've watched it's this so. game yeah, I, I watched this game and I think Patrick Mahomes had, listen, Patrick Mahomes was 29 for 43, 320. He had himself a day, yeah, right? Really Two touchdowns, it. 105 passer rating. He had a day. He showed everybody why he's the best. He's going to be the MVP. He's the best player in the league. Yeah. Joe Burrow, to me, is dealing with, he, you know, they got receivers out. Everybody's got, everybody's got injuries, this, that, and the other. He's got two really good receivers playing for him, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. But he has, they yeah. get absolutely, they get, they get 71 yards rushing out of 17 carries in, in the game. Mixon's got – Mixon gets 19 yards rushing. Joe Burrow's got 30 of 71 yards rushing. Yeah. Which, you know what I mean? Like, and they have nothing nice – move on other linebackers trying to tackle him. Yeah, they quick did. two steps. That was sweet. But, he, but he's got – they got nothing else going on, man. It's like, nah. it's like Joe's going to – either Joe's going to make this happen, and every other game that we watch – Lines kind of dictating the tempo of the game, right? Offensive yeah. line, defense line. Can we run the ball? Can we protect? This guy is literally, it feels like he's doing it all himself. And as much as they've changed culture and everything, like, bro, if you don't make it a little bit more, we would call it user-friendly, 
Yeah. I just don't know. He's going to win some championships, but you got to make some changes for sure. Yeah, they got to make changes. I mean, the defense did a good job on the one interception, had the bracket coverage that was actually played right the second time mm-hmm. and got the, uh, the the tip drill um, pick interception. And I think the other one was off of pressure where they had pressure on Burrow and the ball got tipped out of his hands and then picked off. So, yeah, they got to – they can't just – sit and wait for Burrow to be Burrow saying that, okay, you know, he's going to, I'm not saying they're thinking this, but that's kind of what they're showing us. It feels that way though. It feels that way. Is that, oh yeah, we got this great, you know, just say like back in the day, you know, with the bulls, oh, we got Michael Jordan. We don't need, he does, he he does, he's a rookie. He's, uh, he's putting up 60 points a game. We don't need no, you know, no peripheral players. We don't need nobody to support him. Um, Yeah, you do. You know, that's why they brought in Pippen. That's why they brought in, Bill Jackson 10 years after the fact and all these other players to, to build that up, to build what they had. So they got to do the same for Joe. I would say a slightly different way. I agree with what you're saying. I'd say a slightly different way though. If, if, if you don't have Joe Burrow at the helm in that offense, I don't think, I think they're probably a bottom seven offense. Yes. Okay. I think that's, I think if you put anybody, if, if you put a competent quarterback, an average quarterback in the Niners offense, if you put an – we've shown it. If you yep. put an average quarterback in the Chiefs offense, I think they're going to still be good because I think there's just enough Talent. scheme and technique. There's just things that are happening in those offenses, eye-discipline things, that challenge the leverage of defenses like the, like the Bengals aren't doing. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if you could be – like, if you were just a – if you were going to be a, a top 15 offense without Joe Burrow, imagine how good you can be with Joe Burrow, right? But I just exactly. don't think they're that without him. Is that fair? Him, yeah, that's fair. You got to get a kid, man, give the kids some more weapons and pro- it's more protection weapons. <laughs> the old linemen that know what they're start, doing. These guys start off fast, man. This is uh, 51 Dan. Like everybody was coming for him. Frank Clark has been, has been a resurgence the last two weeks. Yep. You know, but this is this goes to show you they get they bring Gay off the the edge here and and kind of mess with the tackle tackles of line blocking responsibilities. So now he's late on it. I mean, that's just a linebacker. Like you should mm-hmm. never get beat on a linebacker, right? But they they challenge they challenges his rules a little bit. Yep. Um, it's it's just this kind of stuff is this. So I know Max Max Sharpin was in Houston. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I know Max. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, this. He's had a bad couple of weeks. Yeah, he's stuff. uh Max is uh actually no, I coached him in high school. He's from uh, Southwest Green Bay High School. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yep. that's right. I, I know a good kid. He's he bad day. Good, he good he's, kid. You know, yeah, he's got a, he's got a great uh, he's got this real cool charger. Uh, uh, what are those called? Uh, Hellfires. Oh, he got one. He could yeah. fit in one. <laughs> yeah, well. He's tall. So he this was, Kelsey, this is what you love about like. Like the Chiefs, right? Like they're willing to. I, I, this is impromptu. It's got to be right. The hook and ladder. But Kelsey's I, like, hell, let's try the hook and ladder. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's legit. He just didn't toss it right. It was a great I, call. It was a great call, right? What do you think he, about? What do you think about? A lot of people are saying like that's the next thing is people are going to start laddering the ball more in the National Football League. I. It, it's oh, hard I love to say. It. I yeah, wanted to. You, you we play it, rugby. You, you know that. Both play oh. rugby. Yep. I tell I tell when I was coaching the high school teams I coach, I'm like, hey coach, let's do this. I could teach them how to pitch the ball the mm-hmm. proper way. And we could create problems on a special on a punt or on a kickoff or maybe on a run play, you know, or offensive play. I mean, from that standpoint, I mean he's like, and of course they kind of look at me, but I'm like, hey, just let me know. It's there, you know. <laughs> I thought I thought this was gonna be one of the big plays in the game since early on. 
they have the second goal. I think Pacheco gets the touchdown here, and they make a holding call right there on yeah. Wiley. Wiley. Wiley had a bad game too, man. He had he had a a, they, they, they threw a lot of flags on him. But this is one, one of those you things. See his one? Oh my gosh, so <laughs> stupid. But this is one of those things where you know, with Joe Burrow in the history here, you're like, dude, if they they traded in ten points and they only got six here, like all of a sudden you go, okay, well, it, when's that four points going to come back and haunt you? You know, because right. that That's just seems I... to be the way it's the, the way it's rolled. Same thing I was worried about because I'm like, come the fourth quarter of this game, the way the score went and the way the game play, I'm like, Cincinnati's going to win. They might win this thing. Yeah. I mean, because it was in their territory how they won the game previously. In other, in all the matches, they, it was tight. It was tight or tied up, which it was. And mm-hmm. it was just like, hmm, I could see them kicking a long field goal with McPherson here. And I felt the same way. Yep. Karloftis gets one. I mean, this this is where in the first half, you're just like, all right, so there's four sacks in the first half. Like, here we go again, right? Mm-hmm. But this guy, third and this is a third and 14, and he's so good. Like, the anticipation yeah. on his throws, it's not like he's throwing darts, man. He doesn't have Josh Allen's arm. But no. his anticipation is just – it's just next level, man. Like, he yeah. throws half of these balls before they break. Yeah, you know? and I, I know the incomplete that actually bounced off Jamar Chase's helmet. <laughs> you can't get no oh, more accurate than that. I no, know. it was on. It was coming. It was in in the field. It was like okay. on the deep right side side of the field. It literally hit Jamar Chase in the helmet. <laughs> it was like you can't get more accurate than that than that. Chris Jones, one of his three tackles for loss, and you know you just go back door. I mean, he's. I remember we played him. We were playing. I was with Miami. And we played him before, like he was a big name, right? And I remember, right. before, but I'm like watching tape on him, and uh, the left guard for the the Dolphins, like they used to come, they used to come down and ask me about different players and everything. And I was like, right. I was like, I got to tell you, man, like I, he takes a lot of plays off, but this guy's a real problem. And so, what yeah. we, so what, so what we did was the dude, the, the dude that was playing left guard at the time was a big, you know, real strong guy, right? I'm like, right. I think, he, I think you should just like try to fight him, like. Like as many times you could just like get him mad, you know, so he's not yeah. thinking about pass rushing. And like, we literally got, we got Chris Jones. This Ted was just in his grill all day, and they like he forgot that it was like pass rush time, and he was okay. just trying to beat up Ted the whole game. <laughs> that, hey, but, that works. I've, yeah, I've sometimes it works. It. Sometimes you got to do it. Orpheus Roy was that guy too. Orpheus Roy used to play for the bank or the Browns. And yeah. If you, if you got him mad, he would just pick you up and like run right past the quarterback and try to deposit you like twenty yards deep just to show you how strong he was. Right. But he'd forget to like sack the quarterback. It was like a running joke in the football, National Football League. Like, <laughs> dude, if just get him angry, like he'll forget about the quarterback. He just try to kill you. Yeah, that's a, and that's a that's a block. That's a win. <laughs> well, it's a block. I don't know. If it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> He's not hitting the quarterback. That's a win in my book. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Kelsey gets his. Kelsey had a good game yesterday. Man, huh? great awareness by him to break the route off. I mean, I think I'm not sure if it's designed or not, but him just being aware. He looked back, he peed back, he saw Pat scrambling to his uh, right and just broke the route off. And he's a tall guy. He's going to create problems for any DB trying to cover him. So this is that first interception. And so they got the slide, they got the trips look. And you see he breaks inside here, right? So this is where it gets confusing because we don't have the end zone copy right now. Yeah. But so you got this inside look, and then you see the pick, and you're like, well, how the hell did he get over there? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Weird, just, man. I think he kind of floated high. He stayed mm-hmm. over top. He stayed over top, so that's where he was in the position, and he didn't get the uh, rub. He wasn't part of the rub part of the routes for the concept. Back shoulder throw from Burrow here. This is the stuff when you watch him throw and just kind of the anticipation and – 
he's just so user like it's so user friendly the ball that this guy puts on these receivers man because like none of these things look like heaters right like Mahomes no. has a, a legitimate cannon arm it yep. doesn't it just doesn't feel that way with him it just feels like it's all about anticipation and comfort like that that ball right there that's mm. that's like a lot I mean that's like me just tossing you the ball from two yards away you yeah. know what I mean it's it's just that kind of touch boy Perfect Higgins touch. is something else too man the, yeah, he had Yes, eight, six, six, six uh, catches, eighty-three yards, touchdown. Boy, he had himself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of players in this game. If Valdez, how about how about the old pack? Marquez, yeah, Marquez showed up, touchdown, one sixteen, um, and you know just a, and it just showed and going for the ball and then making spectacular catches to help his quarterback out. Good job by MVS. Great pickup here. This ball, I you pause it here because, so. If anybody doesn't understand how difficult this is, he's running full speed across his body on a right. bad leg and then just flips his hips and he throws it right between the hash mark and the numbers. And the dude catches it 15 yards downfield right between the hash mark and the numbers. Like that's almost defies the laws of physics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like because the ball is going to carry. Yeah, your momentum. The ball's still going to drift. That's why they don't want you to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Ball Packer that, fans know this from the Brett Favre pick in Minnesota when he was playing for, against the Saints for the NFC Championship, right? Like you yep, don't do exactly. this for a reason. The ball will carry because of momentum, and it didn't do that. It had enough velocity to stay straight on the line, basically. That's how what much power he can he can generate on a bad leg, and just getting all hips and upper body into it. That's when they talk about spin rate now on the ball. Like you talk about in baseball all the time. They're starting to talk about it in football now. The spin rate helps it cut and helps it stay stable. But dude, the guy's just such a ridiculous talent, man. Mm hmm So they they Don't bring the house. Simple play here. This is actually one of the plays of the game, you know. Look, he yeah, sticks it out. I mean, that was good awareness by Marquez. Good job. I don't know if this is good awareness or something to get fired over if the ball True. gets knocked out of your hand. True. But True. it worked out, so it's great True. awareness. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this is one of those Bill Belichick's like don't reach for the end zone ever. This is a ever. hell of a play, though. This is a hell He'll of a play. He'll be like ever, 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 ever. Right. Um, don't try to do that ever. Um, but it worked. This is one time it worked. <laughs> how many, how many times? How many times in your career, like somebody tell you, like you know, if that didn't work, we we're gonna, you, you were like in a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, do, I say a I say about two a dozen times. Yeah. I did so many little things where yeah. EB Sly or even Mike Coach Sherman would come up. You know, if you didn't do that, that we'd be talking right now. I'm like, okay, thanks for letting me know. I'm like, woo. <laughs> I try to play without a conscience, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. All right. I think I got the end zone on this one. This touchdown to uh, yeah, NBS man. Another, like, this is actually super. Moment. This is actually super interesting because his eyes are going to Kelsey actually first. So then the safety dives on the underneath route, but he's not even there. So he's got like you're reading if you're watching this on 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 TV. He's reading that left to right, right? So go yeah. back and he's got. You know, he's going he looks the he's going 87 average. to yep. the middle and now he breaks out and, and finds MVS on the right like that's his re so he's got to get to his third receiver check the safety and then just throw a dart yep on the right. run bad ankle and now and we got is, oh yeah this one is a problem right here oh my god dog that, that let me just tell you bro firsthand yeah. that's one of the worst feelings in the world where you're like yeah oh, he's, got, I, he's got my hand underneath he stabbed me there's nothing I can do 
I'm just, you're just like, throw the ball, 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 yes, throw the ball. Yes, yes. I mean, I've been a part of it and I've done it. <laughs> like I've done it to a linebacker and linebackers have done it to me. And I'm like, I'm looking back, like, hurry up, get this oh, thing out. Man. It's, it's just like, the worst feeling like, in the world. So they call this intentional grounding, right? Having that arm pressed and you are the presser, not the press, you're the pressee, I mean. You're the receiver. You're the receiver. That is, yeah. Get the ball out. Run the ball. Hit the gap. Don't, don't, don't think about it. Just get ready because I'm coming fast, and then you ain't, you're not gonna like the the end result of this. And that's what we saw. Chris Jones, look at that. Wait, look at that boiler. Hold on. Yeah, Hold he's on. sitting there celebrating. He was just this part guy, of. Who is this guy? Man, he, he's oh got man. the half sack. He got the half sack. That's 92. That's 92. That's so 92 taped down his pads real tight, bro. <laughs> He taped down his pads real tight. My man. My man. Yeah, he up there celebrating. That's what he's giving Chris is the business. He's giving Joe Burrow. And I didn't realize that because I watched all the whole presentation uh-huh. that they were calling Arrowhead Barrowhead. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I did not know that to the end. I was like, oh, man, that's a problem. So he goes that's out on the right tackle. Suddenly it's for the second or third time during the, during the game. But backup right tackle. Chris Jones does this all the time. They, they try to mix it up, free him up a little bit. He waves everybody goodbye. I mean, yep, that's God, when I knew such a this good game, was, man. Yeah, yeah, he had a great game. And that's when I – even then, I still thought Bengals had a chance. Okay, I did too. I did too. So that, even then, that return, it wasn't until this though, time. So we, they, get that, they get that great return off the punt. Right. Now, yep. a lot of people – I just wanted to get something clear because a lot of people bring up that this is – they're holding – Orlando Brown's holding. First of all – no, he's not. He's not. Both hands are inside. He's not beat. Okay, and he got he got an outside chip help on um, on Hendrickson here. Got both yeah. hands gloved him up. Like I don't. This is it's so weird. Like this came all over social media. Like this really? is old. Yeah, it's just really? nuts. Call this no. dude. I feel so bad for this Asai guy, man. He played so well, and then like you see what he's thinking here. He's thinking like maybe I can, maybe if I knock him sideways. The clock will keep running, like right. Yeah, and then it did the last. First of all, that you don't want to see his knee again, but yeah, he hyperextends his knee. I saw like three or four of them in this game alone, and two in the 49ers uh, Eagles game. Two hyperextensions. Uh, Tony as well, Darius Tony, he hyperextended his uh, knee. I think he, that's what led to his twisted ankle and him not being in the rest of the game. So hopefully he's ready for Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. So we'll see. These guys, that was a great game. So it ends obviously ends in the field goal. Um, bragging rights go to the Chiefs. Not nothing much else to say, but I, I'll, I'll tell you what I would watch. I would watch that game. You put that game on every weekend. You'll you'll watch it because I think that you're looking at two absolutely generational talents at quarterback. And I and as I'm as as I, as I sit here and and kind of bitch about the Bengals' offense and their offensive right. line, <laughs> it makes both. In some ways, it makes him more fun to watch because you're like, oh God, this could be anything could happen right now. True. You know, like he he pull he pulls a rabbit out of his hat or he gets sacked, or it's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's he, nuts. He's trying to survive. And he's like on he's like at some points later in the game, he was just on survival instincts. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't doing the usual characteristic of seeing ghosts. He was just trying to I mean, the one in, unintentional, uh intentional grounding one. He was trying to just get out of harm's way, threw it to where he could, where he done it. He did it early in the game, but at this point in the game, it was no receiver, or just from the play calling and the timing, it was no receivers in the area. 
it's amazing. It's amazing how many athletes and like I'm not like this. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow, even amongst elite elite athletes, is 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 you is, is a unicorn. He's unique. Um, he does not feel like he's like there's 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 a term that I'll use generally because I don't want anybody. He's a functioning psychopath. Like he doesn't feel well. I mean, and, and like, I get, it. I get it. I get clinically, it. what I'm saying is, I'll bet that his. I'll bet that his heart rate doesn't even speed up when these moments are happening. Like he's just seen chaos and carnage around him and bad things. And he's just like, just another day at the office, man. No problem. Hey, you know I've I mean? said that I've said this to my esports players because I've saw so many players react to losing or dying in a game where they totally shut down. I said, look, you got to be kind of electro on this thing. And they're like, what? I said, you got to be beside where it don't even bother you when you lose. When you lose, it's like, oh, let's play the next game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it goes in one ear and out the other. Just like anything else. They're like, huh? I'm like, that's how I play. I said, when I lose, I didn't lose. I'm just like, oh, okay. This happened. If it wasn't for that, you know, whatever. Okay, let's mm-hmm. go. Let's tee it up again. Let's go. Let's ride out. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh. I'm like, yeah. I said, that's how eventually you get to that level where you're going to win. You know you're going to win because it's like, I- I've seen everything else. I lost her on this, that, and the other. All right. I just got to do this, this, and this, and we're going to win the game. And I could see that with Joe Burrow. He has that mentality. He has those facial expressions, and you hear it in his conversation as well. So Yeah, this, the, there's a uh, there's like a Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts had a great thing. He's like, do I, his first thing he thinks about, do I play to my standard? If I play yeah, to my yeah. standard, we should win. And then he kind of figures out the defense, you know, his opponent and everything else. The thing that, the thing that I think is – the thing that I don't see you, – you never see Joe Burrow he play to play. Every answer he gives, every everything he there's just there's no he's not rattled. There's no. nothing. There's nothing he That's can throw important. a pick. Any, he just doesn't. He just doesn't have any any like almost zero emotional attachment to what just happened. Like the ultimate you idea. What, every athlete, you go, man. If I could just live in the present at all times and never worry about what's going to happen, what did happen, never you know, never bring baggage, never bring baggage. And this yes. like that's why that I think it. that's why. Like me personally, like I'm, I'm, I almost feel like I overtalked this kid, but I've never. I, it's, it's one of those deals where I know, I know this girl that's a soccer player, right? She's a teenager. Uh, I'm friends with her parents, right? And she's one of the best soccer players in the world. And she's one of the best soccer players I've ever seen. She's only like 15 years old. Right. And I asked the dad one time. I go, I go, what, what did you do? They have a son. The son's amazing too, but the daughter's different. And and I know he's, different. You know, Oh, and yeah. he, he asked me one time, he's like, why don't, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you give my son, you know, kind of the, why aren't you in awe, as awe of my son as my daughter? And I go, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I've never, I only know three people in my entire life that have her personality. Like I've only met three people that just don't care about anything, but like what's going on right now. And he's like, you know what? I said, how did, how did you get him this way? And he, he goes, I literally think I could drop my daughter into the jungles of Brazil with a soccer ball and a 200,000 crowd stadium. And she'd be like, fall out, let's go. Like, let's no problem. And there's just, like, if you're an athlete, that's just so, it's, it's hard to explain, but like, that's so rare. And that's why, like, for Joe Burrow, I'm like, I think you could do, you could put any him in any scenario that has to do with a football and he'd be like all right whatever like I don't, oh i can't play with one foot today oh, okay i don't care you know what i mean like oh i get to play yeah. with five players oh i don't care yeah like, nothing would phase him and he's, it's just amazing 
And I know Patrick Mahomes is the better player yesterday. Like, I get all of it, but it's nuts, man. It's nuts to watch that guy. Yeah, I'm laughing because I agree with you, man. That is, that's, that's, you couldn't put it any other way. I'll say, like, say it at that. So, oh, man. Hey, great show, man. Great talk. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, AG, where do we find you, bud? Oh, you can find me on MyGreen30. That's on Instagram only at the moment. Still working on Twitter to get my account back. Um, but, <laughs> but you could go also for my Gaming Lounge podcast. Go to Mon Green's Gamers Lounge on TikTok. Follow, subscribe, or follow there and, mm-hmm. and like the videos and pictures that I post there. And uh, I'll pass it off for, over to you, Mike. There it is. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter and TikTok process to perform on Instagram. Uh, we will be back on thursday i don't know what we're gonna well i guess we'll do like a, a pro bowl games preview or something yeah, like that. yeah maybe they got flag football they oh, got bro. golf competition they got dodgeball i think they got peanut they have ball. a good time coming is what they i think have. they got pickleball they got pickleball too, i'm so I jealous I, aren't you jealous you're like why I'm they a little bit yes. yes like i love being i'd rather be in hawaii but i'd rather be in hawaii 100 yeah. percent. no yeah. i say i'm not jealous only because I'm not 100 percent jealous because hawaii but i would rather but i wouldn't i'd rather do that stuff in hawaii oh no doubt Beach volley or uh, beach dodgeball or whatever. Any, you know, I'm like, come on. They need to do it. They need to get back to Hawaii, though. They need to. That's the that's the spot. I that's think the, the bottom line. the bottom line is Hawaii. Just let's have a mai tai sh- drink off. Like, let's just keep it what it is, man. All right, AG. We'll see you, brother. That was happening anyway. All right, see you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.